If you want to know anything and everything there is to know about how to sell your house, you're in the right spot, my friend. Welcome to the How to Sell a House podcast. Welcome back to another episode of How to Sell a House podcast. Today, we're going to get into how to prepare for showings, offers, and negotiation, and what to expect. This is how to mentally get into that mindset of selling your house, what all is going to come with that. So we're going to get into just how to get mentally ready to sell your house. And prepared and kind of know what's going on before it's happening. So when you do get ready for those showings and the offers come start start coming in, and then you're in negotiations, you kind of know what's going on through the whole process and exactly what to expect. I'm Cassie Lewis. I'm Chris Erickson. Lauren Sanders with the Beach Life Group. And we are all real estate agents here in North County, San Diego. So if you are thinking about selling your house here in San Diego, definitely reach out to us. But if you're not and you're listening to this in a different area, we have a ton of agents all over the country that we vet and you know we can put you in touch with wherever you're living. So go to howtosellahousepodcast.com. And there's a ton of resources there. All of our episodes are there. And that's how you can reach out to us and get in touch. What about Boston? Do you have somebody in Boston? We have somebody in Boston. New York? We're going to do all the B names. What about Boise? (laughs) Miami? That's That's not not a B. B (laughs) Bayshore? I don't even know where that is. Miami Beach. Beach, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we got people in all those places. We've got all the beaches covered. Yes, we do. The best beaches, actually. Even in Hawaii, if you want to go to Oahu or something. Yeah. Maui, we've got you covered there. Yep. Got a great agent in Maui. So let's talk about showings, getting mentally prepared for the showings, kind of what to expect. You already had, you've already gone through the process of getting your home prepared. During those showings, you are obviously going to want to get it cleaned up, vacuumed, kind of like looking like it did when you did get those pictures taken. So go through, definitely store your valuables like we've mentioned before, anything, and that should already kind of been taken care of in that, you know, preparation process, but you are going to be having people come through your house. In general, the more you could show your house, the better it is. The more people you get in there, more potential offers you could get. So preparing to have your house kind of once it does hit the market to have it be ready to be shown at any time is best. Obviously that's not possible. You know, maybe you have kids, pets, kids are taking naps, all that kind of stuff. So just kind of prepare around that, have a plan to get out of the house. I mean, in this market right now, homes are selling over that first weekend. So you only have to really prepare for that first weekend. But in a normal market, you know, you're, it's going to take usually multiple weekends. When people are coming into your house, they're going to be opening cabinets. They're going to be looking through everything. They're going to be, you know, kind of testing out stuff as they're going through. And we kind of advise clients as we're going through houses with any sort of, you know, security ring cameras is kind of let them know that those are there first off, but not ever, everybody, you know, not all the agents let their buyers know that. So if you do have a ring camera or any security systems or anything like that, you might hear people talking bad about your house because they don't like something that you love. So just be prepared for that because it does happen with today's technology. You know, you're probably interested in what these buyers are doing. So you're maybe watching the, the footage and kind of seeing what's going on and then hear them, you know, say some bad stuff about your house that you actually dig. Could be good stuff, though, too. Could be good. So either way, be prepared for good or bad. It could be used in negotiation, which is one of the next steps. But that's Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is if it's good, really, really good, if you see smiles and stuff, watch it. If they look like they don't like your house, I suggest not listening in. Yeah. I believe you're supposed to have a sign-up if you actually have monitoring equipment there. You do. 
Yep. So, but people forget to do that with ring camera. Yeah, I mean the rings yeah, are just that, that's people are so yeah, yeah people are just so used to that is just like a normal part of life now that that I don't think they consider it recording like yeah. security can't you know what I mean yeah. security footage. Yep. But it is it works the same it, way. Yeah. Any buyers we have, we don't want them to talk good or bad about the house. Yep. Um, if 100%. that's the case, just because because one of the first places they're like, okay, we won't talk about it in the house, but. We'll take a step outside and have that conversation on the stoop or the porch. And that's right where the ring camera is. <laughs> so it's, you know, it puts them right in that position where they're like, uh, do it out on the street would be yeah. my suggestion. Make yeah. sure there's no neighbors nearby because they'll be glad to tell them what's going on as well. It's going to be a hassle. Yeah. I mean, just prepare. It's not, uh, there's parts of selling your house that aren't fun. That happens to be one of them when people call and want you to leave. You know, hopefully it's a short process, but. We and we've talked, ones. yeah, we've talked about this in the past too. Is just make it as easy on yourself as possible. So that's having just things ready to rock. As soon as you get a call from your agent that there's a showing request, be able to get out of the house in ten or fifteen minutes. Even if you've got kids, be able to get out of the house quickly to make it easy to set up showings. But then also just have things already ready to go at the drop of a hat, so you can be out of there quick and stress free. You don't need to leave sweating bullets every single time you have a showing. Yeah. And it's going to be stressful. It's not going to be stress-free no matter what. Right. But it just it set things up. So it's as, as stress-free as it can be. There we That's go. That's what I'm saying. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. One of the other things that we kind of coach, your agent should coach you through how to set up or get ready for a showing. But one of the things that we always coach is turn all the lights on, open drapes, open blinds, things like that. To make it as bright and, and shiny as it can be. And then also put all the toilet seats down in the house. Uh, might just be my hold up, but um, it is. it makes a big hold deal. Up? Hold up. Is that the right word? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it might be my hang up. Is that what it is? My stick up. Um, no, what's the... A pet peeve. That's what I was trying there to say. There we go. Okay. okay one, I've got one caution for you as well as you're doing this sort of thing. Every once in a while, you know, you've got a sign, nice sign up in front of your house. And sometimes somebody just random will show up to the door and ask to see your house. And my suggestion would be to have a little stack of cards, which I always give my clients, and hand them one of your agent's card and say, please call this person and we can accommodate you then. You don't know who the person is, you know, unless you happen to know the person, I guess I'll preface it at that. But this happens from time to time. Especially in a competitive market, people just show up. You don't know who they are. They haven't been vetted. Uh, that's one caution I would give you. So once you start getting offers, some of the things that you're going to want to focus on, pay attention to, it's going to be specific to you. So when you're going through the offer, your agent sends you, you're obviously going to be looking at price, but that's not always the big part, of, the biggest part of the offer too. You're going to be looking at some of the other important terms, which are different for everybody, but timeline, how, how long is the escrow? Um, timeline also, is there any kind of rent back or any kind of timing that's just outside of escrow? And also financing of the buyers. Is it a cash offer? Is it a conventional kind of 20% down loan? Is it VA or FHA? Those are the kind of the things that you want to keep an eye out for. And your agent will walk you through what all of those things mean um, based on how strong of an offer it is. But those are just some things to kind of keep in mind. One of the other thing you want to take a look at too is contingency periods. This is the time frame 
in which buyers have to do their due diligence. So they're doing their inspections. If there's a loan, they're getting appraisal. They're waiting for loan approval from their lender. That time period in a seller's market, we try to make that time period as small as possible. But on the buying side, you want as much time as possible. So you just want to kind of find that middle ground. Um, and it really is kind of market dependent too on on how much power the seller has over that time frame. Also, you want to be mentally kind of prepared for low ball offers or low offers lower than you're interested in accepting, but also kind of having that openness to negotiate with those offers. Some of them will be investors sending out a low offer and they're just doing it to every property and and those are a waste of your time. But if it's a real person out there trying to get um, just a good deal on your house, they might be open to um, adjusting that price. So uh, just have it in your mind that it's worth negotiating if you're, especially if your agent thinks it's worth reaching out and negotiating with those folks to do it. And don't be offended by a low offer. Everybody's trying to get a deal. When you're going to go write offers on on a house after you sell this one, you may have an opportunity to try to get a deal and write a low offer as well. Casty, I'm a home seller. Yeah. I have a question. I have gotten no offers on my house. Lower the price. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we would look at all of the kind of the aspects of it. Price is the biggest one though. Price is the biggest one. If everything, especially if things are selling around your house, looking at the price and making sure that it's still competitive. And then also just look at outside things. Are um, are you leaving the home perfect when you're when you're showing it? Are you getting out of the house quickly? Like, is it a quick um, turnaround when, when somebody's requesting a showing? Are you only showing in one hour window, one day a week, <laughs> which we've seen before, you know, you want to make sure that you're having it as, as available as possible, but then also looking at the competition. Like, are you, is your condition not as good as the ones that are on the market? Is your location not as good? So you really want to kind of, it's, as soon as you're seeing that it's not selling in the first week, 10 days, you want to look at those, all of those points, mostly price. Yeah. And those, those time frames are kind of in our current market in other markets when the market times are a little bit longer than five days, you know, it might be like, let's readjust or let's, let's assess the price at 14 days or 21 days, or, you know, it, it'll be market dependent. So whenever, you know, ha- talk to your agent, kind of see what the local market conditions are, what the current homes, uh, you know, what they are sitting on the market for, how long they're sitting on the market, come up with a time frame If it, you do get no offers to reassess that price in that timeline. Okay. So now we're at the point where you've got an offer or maybe two offers. How are you going to want to deal with that? Some things to think about. Some people actually put a timeline on when they will accept offers in our current market, um, that is kind of one of the normal things where they say we're looking at offers on Tuesday at five o'clock. And so they're expecting offers in. And, and so you, that might be something you consider. Maybe it depends on how hot the market is and what your timeline is. As offers come in, there's some things you're going to want to look at and, and try to understand the time periods, the time frames, the, not only the price, but contingency periods, deposit. Uh, closing timelines. Is there a rent back? Do you need a rent back? You're going to want to look at all of those things to try to understand, you know, what makes the best sense for you. And sometimes, actually, most of the time, I think it's a good practice to read through the offer completely and then write some notes and then call your agent with the questions you have on that particular offer. Take your time with it. 
you know, we talked about patience before. You're going to want to have patience working through these offers. Sometimes we get, sometimes your agent might get excited. You got an offer and want to respond to it quickly. Most of the things you want to be methodical and go through them and make sure that you understand the terms, timelines, and that they make sense for you. So one thing that when you do get those offers in, well, let's just count it as one offer. Let's say you get one offer and there's three kind of steps you could take. You could either just accept that offer straight up. You can reject that offer or more than likely you can counter that offer. Countering means taking the terms, accepting the terms you like in that offer and then and then changing uh, the terms that you don't like and countering back, sending the, the offer back to the potential buyer and, and then the ball's in their court if they want to do the same thing, accept, reject, or counter back. So that's where the negotiation part takes into account. Let's say you have multiple offers. You have more than one coming in. You could potentially send out a multiple counter offer. So let's say you have three buyers out there. You could send something called the multiple counter, which goes back to all those buyers with your terms. They could all be different. They could all be individual, but accepting the terms that you liked in their offer, encountering the other ones, and then go through the same process. They could all do the same thing. One thing to think about when you do send out the counter, it is essentially a rejection of that initial offer. So once you send back that counter, that initial offer is gone. The new terms are in the buyer's court. And if they don't like them, they could just walk away. You know, that initial offer, I mean, they could always, you know, negotiate back and say, let's go back to our original terms, et cetera. It's a new offer in essence. Yeah. Yeah. You're, You're making a new offer to folks. We don't like this, but we would do this. So they can't change their mind. Or the other thing that happens sometimes too is another offer comes in while you're in the middle of countering. And if you haven't sent a multiple counter offer, then you know then you need to sit down and figure out whether the new offer you got in is worth countering or it's a better offer or you like it better. And then you'll have to notify the person you countered potentially that they're now in a multiple counter offer situation. Don't lose them. Like don't in my, in my mind, in all of these, you want to keep as many options open for you as you can, because people change their mind in our current market, you know, as hot as it is, the person that comes in, you know, high and fast and gets the house sometimes two days later has a different opinion of having gotten the house <laughs> and they might change their mind. So do your best. I'm sure your agent will do this to keep all the options open. Be nice to all these people. That's the best way to get to keep an open mind on all of this. And one last thing, as you do get that accepted offer, you are under contract with somebody, they are doing all their inspections. One thing that they can do is it's kind of like a secondary negotiation. So let's say they found a few items that they want taken care of by you. During their inspections, they will submit something called a request for repairs. And it's you're already in contract and you could obviously just reject that one as well. Or you can decide to do some repairs or give a credit for those repairs. Yeah, yeah do that. In, in California, the contracts at, that's accepted is the way it is. Yeah. So there's no burden on you to do repairs if you don't want to. Right. The question is, does it make sense? One thing we talked about in here is negotiation. Once you've negotiated the price terms and you're in escrow, there's other negotiations along the way, which is what Chris is getting at. You're, they might ask for things to be done to the house. The appraisal might not come in at the asking price or the purchase price. That could open up another negotiation. All of the contingencies that are part of this are opportunities for the buyer to renegotiate something. If um, a, a quick one, 
an HOA, you've got an HOA and they've been sued and there's, you know, they're going to have some kind of uh, liability for the current owners, but they don't know what it is yet. Um, some people would just walk away from that situation. We've had one where we knew what the liability was going to be. We had the seller um, put that money in escrow to take care of the obligation. Once you're in escrow, I would say there's going to be more negotiations. So as you're going through the process, there's just a lot of mental stuff you got to prepare for. There's even a lot beyond this. We have a ton of other episodes that go over just preparing for your home, you know, getting it ready for your, for the market, uh, pricing, the escrow process. We got all that and, and kind of what to expect through the entire process. So if you guys want some more information, go to howtosellahousepodcast.com. Ton of resources over there. Like I said, we're uh, real estate agents out here in North County, San Diego. So hit us up if you're out this way. We also have a ton of relationships throughout the nation. So we can hook you up with an excellent agent wherever you're from. We'll catch you guys all next time.